Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the Tri Lakes Insider Podcast. In this episode, I sit down with Bruce McMath, chair of the Arkansas Natural Sky Association, about the upcoming Dark Sky Festival that's coming to Searcy County in October. I am fascinated by astronomy, and I'm really looking forward to this festival. I hope you'll enjoy my conversation with Bruce as much as I did. Welcome to the Tri-Lakes Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Lori Rottmeyer. I'm a realtor, marine, and gourmet marshmallow maker. After living in big cities around the world, we landed in the Tri-Lakes area of Arkansas. In this show, I want to bring you along with me as I discover all our area has to offer. Whether you are thinking of moving here or vacationing here, I hope you will enjoy the cool people doing cool things that I will be bringing you. I'm so excited you're here. Let's go. Welcome, friends, to the Tri Lakes Insider Podcast. I am Lori Rottmeyer, your host, and today I am excited to welcome Bruce McMath, who is the chair of the Arkansas Natural Sky Association. Hi, Bruce. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, and thanks for having me on. You're welcome. I'm I'm very excited to talk about astronomy, another sciencey thing that is not really my forte, but I'm also I'm very interested in it because it's cool. <laughs> So you, I ran into a friend, I mean, actually I met a new friend last week and she told me about your festival that's coming up. And so when I went looking for you um, to, to possibly be on the podcast to talk about the festival, you were the person who returned my message. And um, so tell me about the Arkansas Natural Sky Association. What exactly is that? Well, the Arkansas Natural Sky Association is an environmental a group concerned specifically with the nocturnal environment. Uh, <clears throat> it's a, an affiliate of the International Dark Sky Association, which is dedicated to that, that issue. You know, we've invented the electric light bulb <laughs> and um, in a very short time, actually, uh, we've, we've transformed the nocturnal environment to, with artificial light at night. Uh, we're, we're losing the night in the, particularly in the urban areas and uh, as I'm sure we'll get into discussing uh, there are a lot of implications for that okay so I am from a big city where we couldn't see the sky as well as I can see it here in Lead Hill Arkansas where are you from are you for, are you local to the area here? I'm born and raised Arkansan if that when you say the area <laughs> well I was kind of thinking like to the Tri Lakes area no. that's where the festival is no, no, no. Uh, I'm I'm a pretty much a Little Rock boy, okay. uh, born, raised, and pretty much educated here. Great. Uh, fourth generation Arkansan on my father's side. My mother was from Mississippi, but uh, I'm here. All my brothers and sisters are here. My children are here. That's except really for one great. that's in the army. My grandchildren are here. So we're Arkies. That's very nice. It's nice to have your family close by. Um. So so tell me then what what do we're, you're going to have this dark sky festival mm -hmm. and what is that all right well to back up just a little bit you know uh most people by now probably heard of light pollution and have gathered that's what we're talking about here uh and when they've heard of it they, they think of it as losing the stars uh which it it is and that's the way it started out uh, primarily a concern about uh, losing the stars and that's to a lot of people sounds like a trivial thing uh, but it, it, it deprives us of our situational awareness. 
uh, and it's not an insignificant thing. At 90, 90%, nine out of 10 young people in the country grow up now never having witnessed the galaxy they live in. And uh, our ancestors oh. lived not just a few generations ago. That was a very real part of their world, right. uh, the night sky. And it, it, it provides perspective that uh, young people are missing. And it's like anything else, uh, you don't appreciate it till you lose it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, when you lose it, you, you, you say, well, wait a minute. Uh, and so people have become interested uh, in uh, rediscovering nature at night. Uh, and in addition to that, it turns out there's more to it than losing the stars. I mean, but think about if somebody talked about covering up the Grand Canyon where you couldn't see it or the, or the uh, 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 Niagara Falls or something. You see what I'm saying? But as I say, it turns out there's a lot more to it than, uh, than losing the stars. Uh, are you aware that there's a feature on your iPhone, your computer, your iPad uh, to turn the blue light off on your screen at night? Yes. And why is that? Um, because it messes with your circadian rhythm. That's right. That's right. Uh, we started out this concern about the stars, International Dark Sky Association did. But lo and behold, and it really shouldn't be a surprise when you think about it, the cycle of night and day is, a, uh, is the uh, biological key or clock. It sets our bio biological clock on everything that lives on the surface of the planet. Uh, all the way down to uh, uh, plants and insects, all the way up to humans. Uh, <clears throat> and the uh, American Medical Association has issued two public health warnings about exposure to artificial light at night. And that has led to this, this revelation has led to the uh, features on your phone and so forth. So you can escape that blue light at night, because what it does is you've got sensors in your eyes that are there to detect daylight right. and, and the absence of it. And that sets your hormonal clock. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, artificial light can disturb, depress that. And the AMA tells us that the consequence of that is increased risk of diabetes, depression, obesity, breast and prostate cancer, all of which are epidemic in, in the modern and, world. And inability to sleep well. Um, I, I've just, I've been studying this, this actual, this, um, this circadian rhythm thing for the last, I don't know, month, maybe mm -hmm. reading books and stuff about it because I've had trouble sleeping and, and I took my phone out of my room and just put it in another room. I don't need to have it next to my bed when I'm sleeping. So, and that's helped quite a bit. Right. So we have this uh, <laughs> revelation and, uh, and this uh, has implications for the wildlife and, uh, uh, and the whole thing. And I know we don't want to get uh, buried in this. We can talk about it for, Literally, I talk about it sometimes for an hour, uh, <laughs> uh, all the the, the, the the things. But, you know, the Germany is for the first country in the uh, to pass laws regulating outdoor lighting specifically because their concern is contributing to collapse in the bios in the uh, biomass, uh, which really means insects. Well, you once again, you might say, well, that's not really important, but it is very important because they are pollinators. Uh, right. They uh, are important to the soil. They are part of the food chain. Um, and uh, and insect populations are declining all over the modern world, uh, in part uh, related to pesticides, probably, but also the uh, occurrence of artificial uh, uh, night and I mean, artificial day. 
Mm -hmm. uh, which disrupts their their rhythms of reproduction and migration and feeding. Uh, uh, it's a it's an interesting and complicated subject. Uh, something comes out every week or so that's new about the uh, biological and wildlife impacts of light pollution. So the festival, uh, and this harkens back to what I said earlier, we don't appreciate something till we lose it. There is a growing interest in learning about this, learning to light responsibly and to enjoy and experience a naturally dark sky. And so the International Dark Sky Association has set up this program uh, where uh, they certify certain uh, uh, important and rare dark sky sites as uh, dark sky places. So you can be dark sky communities, dark sky parks, dark sky reservoir uh, reserves. There's uh, about 200 of them around the world. And how and, do they determine that? Because I well, noticed that the place where it's being held is is has that designation. That's right. The Buffalo River, the whole river. Oh, okay. The whole park was designated an International Dark Sky Park. Nice. And our, our group, my group, the uh, Arkansas Natural Sky Association, we call it ANSA, uh, worked with the Park Service to get that done. It took about two and a half, three years. Uh, it's an involved process. You have to uh, you have to develop a lightscape management plan uh, to manage your lighting. Uh, you then have to develop a plan to implement that that uh, plan. You have to document your skies that they're sufficiently dark, that they're sufficiently natural, um, uh, and you have to monitor those skies. And then you have to develop programming, so um, the, the, to, for the public to educate the public about the park and why it's uh, why it's important that uh, that its nighttime environment be preserved, and so forth. And is that so, what is that what your association does then? Partly uh, I, to educate the, the public? Yes, that's uh, our primary tool is is education. Absolutely. Uh, and um, uh, and, and uh, so a program like this is a way to get the public um, to raise the profile of the issue and to get the public out to enjoy the, a resource that we have in the Buffalo River. Okay, so uh, where, and in educate the, people. where in the Buffalo River is the, the festival being held? Tyler Bend, okay, which is, is one of the major, relatively developed campgrounds. Okay, is is it a big campground? It's well, you know, I don't know what constitutes. <laughs> is there enough a big room campground. for all of us? <laughs> it, it's it's a big campground for the Buffalo River. Let's put it okay. that way. I don't know how it compares to other campgrounds, but uh, uh, it'll hold a fair number of people. Uh, okay, is this the first? This is the first year of this festival that you're having, right? That's right. We tried okay. to schedule it last year and uh, in the little town of Gilbert, by the way, which is just across the river. Right. And it has worked for three years to get uh, 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 environmentally sensitive street lighting. Uh, and hopefully that's going to go in in the next few months. Uh, that's been a long and we've worked on that, too. But they they uh, it's the only community. It's the smallest community in the state. Mm -hmm. incorporated town uh and it's the only one that's on the buffalo it literally is on the buffalo river right. uh and surrounded by the park on three sides and so they heard about the process the effort of the park was making and they wanted to be part of it nice that's great so i imagine there will be people camping down there if you're just coming down for the night what time would you get there is it going to start obviously after dark right no, it's oh. not going to start after dark. Oh. <laughs> uh, we've got all kinds of, of activities planned. 
uh, it'll uh, the current plan, and this is subject to some modification, but we're we're pretty much getting this into concrete now. Uh, is that the uh, activities will begin at four o'clock on Friday, the twenty-first, uh, and um, uh, there will be activities for youngsters, and there will be uh, educational platforms and so forth, and then on Saturday, uh, and then of course Friday night, if it's clear. That's one of the problems with having these in this part of the country is you can never be absolutely sure it's going to be clear like you can out west. But uh, hopefully it'll be clear. We've got some programming planned in the case that it's not, but uh, to fill in, um, surely one or two nights we'll get, uh, and if we're lucky, both nights will be clear. We got a, a programming at night, and I'll tell you about that in a second. And then Saturday, we'll, the events will start at one uh, in the afternoon and go on uh, into 10 o'clock at night each night. Okay. So, the, yeah. So the nighttime activities, of course, that's the centerpiece, right, of this. Uh, uh, we'll start out with a constellation tour, a guided guided tours of the constellations that are up at that time. The summer Milky Way is still in the sky, believe it or not, in late October. It's, uh, it's getting low in the west, but it's still there. Mm -hmm. uh, and... Um, and we choose the festival to be in October in part for that reason and because the, the, the general, uh, you know, nice crisp fall night is hard to beat. The skies tend to be clear. The clinks tend to be, uh, the atmosphere is uh, usually transparent. So it's a, just a wonderful time to be outside in Arkansas. Uh, and so that's the reason we schedule it. So we'll have a constellation tour, guided tour, you know, with the mythology and, uh, and all of that while it gets totally dark, uh, you know, during the, uh, 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 during the um, uh, transition period into total darkness. Um, and then we'll have a telescopic sky party. We'll have, uh, I don't know, I haven't counted it, but I think somewhere in the neighborhood of a couple of dozen uh, uh, telescopes. Uh, and so people will get a chance to, uh, to see all kinds of of objects, including deep sky objects, what we call deep sky objects, um, uh, planetary nebulas and star clusters and galaxies and 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 the like uh, through the telescopes. Now you know, uh, you you see these pictures on on the internet, uh, the Hubble takes and and so forth. And oh boy, wow, it won't look that way. You know, <laughs> I, I can tell you, it won't look that way. But uh, there's a world. It's like looking at a picture of the i mentioned the grand canyon it's the difference between standing there and seeing the grand canyon and seeing a picture of it a picture might be a lot more beautiful and colorful and so forth but the being there is part of the deal and so when you look in a telescope and you look at a galaxy that's two million light years away and that light has traveled for two million years to register on your retina it's just a different it's a different thing uh, and um, uh, Saturn will be up and it's beautiful in the telescope, Jupiter. Uh, so we'll have that. And then uh, in addition, uh, uh, people on their own can do some things like uh, participate in a, um, a celestial scavenger hunt. If you've got a pair of binoculars, uh, you bring those binoculars and we'll have a list of objects uh, for you to hunt up and find with your on your own with your binoculars and then it's near the peak of the Orionid meteor shower so uh, you'll be able to um, if you want to to lay out there in the in the 
on the ground and it's, uh, you know we've got a guide to how all this works on our website okay. but so you need to bring a, you know a blanket or a sleeping bag or whatever and um and count the meteors falling shooting stars uh and the park is going to let us uh, access a couple of areas that are up off the river there but the park is mostly down by the river just in case that so the clouds and the fog doesn't move in at night you can get above them uh because meteors are best or most numerous uh between midnight and sunrise you know or okay. dawn uh it's because you're moving through you're moving you're at the front then when you're uh in the past midnight and so you tend to get more you can get them the rest of the night too but so that's the nighttime activity and so I, I noticed that you're, you have other groups involved too. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We've got a whole bunch of them. Yeah. I don't, look at your don't, website. Don't want to leave anybody out. The Buffalo <laughs> river partners, uh, central Arkansas astronomical society, the sugar Creek astronomical society, uh, the Northwest Arkansas space explorer scientific, the Ozark society, uh, the Memphis Astronomical Society, the Audubon Arkansas and Arkansas Audubon. Those are two different groups. The Central Arkansas Master, Master Naturalist, the Buffalo River Foundation, the Arkansas Audubon. I mean, excuse me, the Arkansas Space Grant Consortium, Searcy County Chamber of Commerce, Silver Hill Float Service, uh, Buffalo River Community Development Corporation, West Tennessee IDA, the Missouri IDA. Uh, Greater Ozark Audubon. We got Audubon everywhere. They're big into this. Uh, uh, millions of birds die every year during the migration season wow. due to light pollution. Uh, Lights Out Heartland, uh, the Buffalo River Art Gallery, and Arkansas Environmental Education Association. And today we've added um, we've added the Arkansas Outdoor Photographers uh, Club. I say we've added them. I've got a schedule to talk to them at four. They're excited uh, because we have a we have a um, nightscape photo photography contest is Ooh. part of this yeah. uh if you go to our facebook page what drives that facebook page is people uh log uh, you know posting these beautiful arkansas nightscape photographs uh and uh so we had this idea of doing that and uh and it dawned on me that i, I needed to find uh a, a club to help get the word out to the photographers, although there's so many of them on our Facebook page. And so uh, I was lucky. I, I found it and I hooked up this guy and we're going to talk this afternoon. They're excited. Great. They're going to help co-sponsor it. So what are these, what are the, what are these other groups going to do? Are they going to be responsible for helping to educate in different areas or? Uh-huh. Yeah. They'll, right. they'll do tables. They're all involved one way or another. I mean, you know, the environmental groups are concerned about the environmental impacts right. and they're, and uh, and they particularly Audubon will be uh, uh, doing that. Uh, the the master naturalists are, are big into this. Uh, they will certainly be participating in the educational programming. Um, others are just supporting us by sharing it, the event with their members and encourage them to uh, to come. Okay. Uh, the astronomy groups are obvious. The community groups are are there because. And this is part of our, our motive here. We want to make the asset valuable economically to the region. Uh, and, and so by developing an interest in the resource, we bring in tourism, e ecotourism, okay. uh, and it helps build the economy. And these areas of the state like Char uh, uh, um, 
Searcy County uh, or tend to be uh, uh, need some form of economic development mm -hmm. in part because they have so much public land. And so we need to we need to make maximize the value of these resources for the area economically. And so that's part of their that's their interest. That's cool. Um, so do you have volunteers that are, do you need volunteers for this event? Oh, you always need volunteers for <laughs> <Right>? events. <laughs> and uh, how would somebody volunteer and what would well, they be doing? Our website, okay. uh, uh, you go on our website in the top right hand corner is a button to volunteer uh, and to register to volunteer. And uh, there's an explanation in there. Uh, and, you know, the, uh, the, <laughs> the uh, the concerns I had in setting this up were one that the sky be clear, mm -hmm. two that we have people show up to be volunteers and particularly telescopes, three that the public shows up, uh, and uh, uh, and four that we have adequate programming. Well, I'm uh, I can put almost all those to bed now. Uh, we've got uh, everything except the clouds. That's the only thing that's hanging up there. We've got a great program, and maybe I can talk about that in a minute, some, what some of that is, particularly for the kids. Um, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, uh, uh, but we've got a great program. We've got a lot of telescopes lined up with uh, three tele uh, astronomy clubs, and uh, we're getting a pretty good uh, uh, cadre of uh, volunteers to help with the tabling and and just, you know, running things, just nice. – uh, of cranking, getting people oriented and so forth and so on. That's great. But we can always use more. Always. <laughs> yeah. So what are the kids going to do? Okay. So some of the daytime programs, I just made a, a few notes here. I won't go through all of them, but uh, giant bubble blowing. You ever, you ever seen that or done that? I don't know where that comes from. No, but, but it's got to be fun. <laughs> yeah. You got a big long stick and they, I'm not sure. I see the guys do it and they put some kind of, like a big piece of cloth that makes a loop on it and then you put that in the soap and then you then you drag it and you get these humongous bubbles you know that can be three four five six feet across um, bubble blowing uh, stomp rockets I guess you can figure out what that is uh, uh, solar marshmallows this is okay. I'm yeah. very curious about that. I make marshmallows in another part of my life so I'm curious mm -hmm. as what a solar marshmallow is well, <laughs> solar marshmallow is we, you know, which is just an educational thing for kids about the sun. So you have these big lenses uh, and uh, and you put a marshmallow on a stick and stick it in there behind the lens and you cook it nice. in the sunlight. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Now, uh, better than a bug. <laughs> yeah, there's. <laughs> yeah. There's some things that the park service won't let you do. It's a little surprising. Some of the things the park service uh, frowns on or doesn't want going on in their park. Um, uh, a lot of it is dealing with commercialism and so forth. And it's uh, perfectly understandable. Uh, so we have, uh, uh, and they don't want you selling things and so forth. So we have uh, the Silver Hill um uh, float service is right at the entrance of the park up on highway 65 and bless their heart. They've agreed to let us set up some tables up there to do the things that they don't want, won't let us do in the park. Well, one of those things is the marshmallow uh, <laughs> cook cook. They say we, it's, it's, we're serving food to the public. And to do that, we have to pay for a, 
a food chaperone. I don't oh, wow. what I don't remember what they call it, but a safety food safety person to be on the scene while we cook the marshmallows. So well, we're not going to do that. So we're going to do that up at the Silver Hill at the Welcome Station, if you will. Okay. We also uh, will have a food truck up there, okay. um, uh, which they wouldn't let us have done in the park either. But um, well, unless we had that the food chaperone, uh, so. A food chaperone sounds like an interesting job. I might need to look into that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, celestial art contest for the kids. Um, uh, we will have a meteor collection there that people can see. Uh, one of the groups is bringing some uranium that glows in the dark or something. I don't know. Right. I got to check out the safety of that. Uh, uh, programs on uh, uh, pollinators uh, at night. That, that'll be put on by one of the park uh, personnel. Um, she's become quite an expert. She, she, uh, knew nothing about any of this when we got started on the dark side de designation. And now she's their, their in-house expert on everything that has to do with the dark sky and does programming, um, birds at night, uh, nightscape photography. Uh, we have a movie on the James Webb telescope. Uh, let's see, uh, how to observe meteors, uh, uh, how to use binoculars to observe the night sky, um, uh, and uh, and more, and Ooh, more. That's yeah. a lot. Um, so, it, will there be like a a program handout, or do people yeah, there's have a, it on their phone? So there's a draft. There's a draft one now available on the website. Okay. Uh, you can go there, and there's a guide. Uh, it's a pretty lengthy website. It's probably not like you're supposed to make websites, but it, <laughs> I did look a, at it briefly. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's busy, but there's a lot going on in there and a lot of information you have to get out. And one of them is a, is a link to a, a guide and that guide will change as we go along. But like I say, it's pretty much set in concrete by now, but it's, it's subject to some change. So people should check back uh, and, and by another thing you can do is subscribe there on the website. You can subscribe to our event news. Uh, we've got about 500 people that subscribe to that uh, event news. And so uh, we will update people from time to time, particularly when we publish the last guide. So it sounds like you keep your website pretty much up to date. Uh, is that a place for them to look or should they look to your Facebook page or both or well, for this festival, the web page is the place to go. Now we, okay. we post things on our Facebook page and our Facebook group page and our, and our, um, uh, Instagram page. We've got a, all that. I've got a volunteer bless her heart that runs all that. And she does a great job, but right. that's really sort of marketing, if you will, it gets the word out. But, but if you want to know what's going on at the festival and how to do it, it's, it's all on the web page and the links that are there. There are also links there on, on how to select binoculars and how to use binoculars. And it's just a lot of information. That's great because there's, I, there's a lot to know. I mean, when you think about the, to break it into the little pieces, there's a lot to know. I had, yeah, I had a, uh, speaking of the website, I had a, a, a woman contact me the other day. There was a problem on the website she saw and, and, uh, and so we fixed it. And then she says, well, you know, she says, I'm, I do commercial art and websites for a living. That's my job. Uh, and uh, I'd like to uh, give a little thought to how we would rework your website. <laughs> and uh, for, for uh, 
in exchange for a, a, a Stella Circle membership. So uh, uh, I'm looking forward to that because this, uh, this website has been created by rank amateurs. Although we've got a young man, <laughs> we got a young man who was, uh, 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 when, he, when he volunteered was uh, in the arts and science high school, residential high school in Hot Springs. And boy, is he a sharp cookie. He's at the University of Michigan now. But he's our, he keeps the website running from a technical standpoint. And there's nothing he can't fix. I, so I, backing up to the photo contest you were talking about, is, is that something you're just doing at the, at the festival we're, or do you do it gonna all the time? We're going to judge it at the, well, people submit photographs on our Facebook group page and we have a photograph of the month that we post at okay. the top. You know how Facebook page has got a picture mm -hmm. at the top. So we change that out every, that uh, our volunteer changes that out every month uh, with, um, so that it, you could call that a contest if you will. <laughs> um, but this is the first time we've done this kind of thing. And we've got, I think seven categories uh, of, uh, of entries that you can make. Uh, and so they're bringing them with them. Well, no, no, you file them, uh, you submit them and we're going to post them on our webpage. <laughs> we're going to post them as we go along on our webpage. Uh, but they'll be judged by the public at the, at the event. I and that's see. where we'll have the winners. Okay, cool. And the celestial art contest for kids, uh -huh. are they doing that there as well? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll set up tables and basically what happens at, uh, uh, you know, volunteers bless their hearts. So we got this, this, uh, lady volunteer, uh, who's a, an artist herself and she what she does is she hands out all the materials you know that you need art materials to the to the children and then she uh, provides them with photographs of celestial objects and their job is then draw those objects uh they i think they pick out which one they want to draw and they draw the objects and then we we have a little contest you know with ooh and all over them that's fun yeah <laughs> I'm very competitive. I love, I love contests. <laughs> and the, uh, the Gilbert uh, art gallery is, um, uh, which is one of our partners. Mm -hmm. um, they're offering a celestial art class for adults. Uh, now I still don't have a link for it, <laughs> but hopefully I'm going to get a link it's, for it and we'll see how many pick up on that, but it's going to well, be how to, how to draw the Milky or draw or paint or something the Milky Way. And she's also going to have some celestial art on display. Cool. So it's so similar only on an adult level to what the kids are doing. Yeah. yeah, Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. The, the kids aren't getting any, any training. They just get an experience. <laughs> yeah. But kids have such a great mind for art, you know, mm -hmm. they just haven't been spoiled and they just put it out there. However they see it. It's awesome. Well, it's fun. Yeah, I think so too. Um, the activities, um, you said that there's going to be guided, guided constellation tours. Constellation tours. Is that going to be like in, in small groups or how is that going to work? Well, it depends on how many people we've got. Uh, I'm thinking everybody's going to come stampeding down there because it's so cool. <laughs> well, I, I hope we have a, a lot of people. I, I hope I shift gears to start. I, you know, I told you I was worried about not having enough. Well, I'm sort of what i'm giving up on that concern we yeah we, i think we're going to have a nice turnout uh, uh but it, it could get to the point where there would be too many and there's i don't know of any way to turn it off so uh 
but we have more than a few people that are capable of giving constellation okay. tours. So if we if we have to divide up into groups, uh, well, we'll just do that, and uh, uh, we'll we'll break up into groups and do that. Great. All right. Where are we going to park? Well, <laughs> like my big my big fear. Well, I, you know, depending on how many people show up, the parks the the, the they've got a pretty good parking uh, available. Okay. I've not been there, there. yet. So. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you asked about uh, what the park can hold. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's uh, it's got five group campsites. Each of those hold up uh, twenty five, up to twenty five, uh, and we've reserved three of those. And uh, if you go on, uh, one problem we've got is a little bit of confusion because people go uh, hear about this festival, then they go online to check out uh, to get a place to to to, to camp at the park and the park's full mm -hmm. it's it's sold out it's the only only weekend sold out between now and then and so they think there's no room well the one reason it's full is because we've reserved three of the group campsites and we still do have spaces available to camp there at the site then they have some uh, rv and and you know individual campsites for tents or rvs uh and then they have some others that are uh, first come first serve that you can't reserve. So I don't know how many people the park could hold if it were chock full, but it's quite a few. And then the pavilion where we're going to hold this, uh, has got a large parking area. And, uh, uh, so I, I, I think we're going to be all right. Okay. The, um, the three campsites that you've got on reserve, uh -huh. who can rent those? Anybody. Do they contact you? on the website everything's on the okay. website okay. yeah you just there's a paypal paypal button on the website to uh to reserve that it's uh okay it's ten dollars for two days or fifteen dollars for three days so uh, we we um, encourage people to think about coming tonight early and uh we the event won't be going on but there's other things to do in the area i would think so mm -hmm. okay what else do we need to know I don't know um, uh, if, you, if there's something I haven't thought of. It's on the website. Okay. That's, and it is, I, I did, like I said, I went brief, briefly through it. So I knew what I was talking about with you today. And, uh, right. and that's how I noticed how many people are, are, are affiliated with it. And that's awesome to get so much support. Um, okay. So if that's all we're going to talk about, about this festival, I'm excited about it. I am looking forward to it. Um my final question that I ask of everybody who comes on my podcast is if you had a billboard, what would it say? And I wished I did. <laughs> Where are we going to put it? <laughs> I wish I did have a billboard. Uh, what I would say is what my father used to tell me when I was a kid. And that is if you're not using it, turn it off the light. When you're not using the lights, turn them off. Of course he was worried about saving money, but, uh, uh, that's the it, it, responsible lighting. I haven't mentioned this. Responsible lighting is very simple, and that's what we ought to put on the billboard. And that is only light where you need light, and that's wildly violated concept. Only light when you need it, which means using a switch or a timer or a motion sensor or occupancy sensors. There's a new hospital complex over the, across the river in North Little Rock, and their parking lot is, has got occupancy sensors on it. So they have no parking lights, lights on all night. 
uh, unless there's somebody in that parking lot, uh, then it'll turn on that light for that area. Right. Um, so, uh, so only where you need it, that means shielding it and aiming it right. Only when you need it, uh, only in the amount you need, that's another one's widely violated, uh, particularly ever more and more all the time with the LED lighting and in the right color. And by that, I mean, no little or no blue content, minimal blue light content. So warm colors, what we call warm colors are actually low temperature colors. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a yellowish tint to them. And most people prefer that in a nighttime outdoor environment or even in their home for that matter. The blue sterile light is uh, glare and, well, and cold. Those, and those LED headlights, I can't even see. Yeah, that's I mean, blue I'm light. seriously blinded by yeah. that. That's the that's glare. That's what we call glare, and that's a, a, a whole another problem that the AMA talks about because it's a safety hazard. It is a safety and, hazard. I can't believe and, so many cars have that. My car probably has that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's terrible. I think that's behind us. Uh, I don't think they're doing that anymore. But that's they transitioned to LED, and initially LED, they just it's natural to make it come out with a lot of blue light, and uh, and so now we're learning and we can't do that. And for lots of reasons, but glare is one of them. Blue light is very glary, mm -hmm. very uncomfortable. So those are the four concepts of responsible lighting we put on a billboard. If you're not using it, turn it off. That's less than 10 words, right? That's right. how you, that's how you win billboards. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> less than 10 words. People can't read any more than that. <laughs> Well, thank you so, so much for coming today. I'm very excited to share this information with everybody. And, and I look forward to seeing you down there at the right. festival. Oh, and by the way, there are other campgrounds around. So if we fill right. this one up, yeah, we've got other places to put people. Cool. All, All right. right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. Hi, I'm Lori Rottmeyer with Crown Over Realty and Mountain Home. I help people buy and sell houses, land, and commercial properties all across North Central Arkansas. If I can help you, don't hesitate to call me at 918-350-0190. I treat my clients like royalty.